So welcome back to TAM Talks. This is a place for real and honest conversation. So as you know, whether I'm interviewing somebody or dialoguing with someone, I just like to get real. And sometimes it's controversial topics, sometimes very relevant, sometimes political, sometimes spiritual. But we just want to talk to you. We want to talk with you. So what I want to do, it's kind of a new series for me for the next couple weeks. And I'm going to tell you how all this got started. Many of you know, if you follow me, that I love to prayer walk. I love to get up in the morning and just connect with God and talk to him. And I really felt in my heart, in my spirit, in my mind as I was praying and dialoguing that God started speaking to me about spiritual disciplines. Yeah, you may not even know what those are. Spiritual disciplines. And that in the Bible, there are certain things that the Bible talks about that we are to be disciplined in. Now, if you're like me, um, maybe you're very disciplined person. You understand personal discipline, self-discipline. I happen to be a pretty disciplined person, whether it be with my eating or my exercising. I just, uh, I love discipline, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, I just have found value in discipline. Maybe you're not one of those disciplined people. Maybe you find yourself being a little lazy at times, but I want to talk to you about the difference between personal discipline or physical discipline or self-discipline and spiritual discipline. Now, nowhere in the Bible does it say these are the areas of spiritual discipline. So just to be honest with you, there's not a scripture, there's not a passage. Like the Bible really does talk about spiritual gifts, but it doesn't talk about spiritual disciplines. But it does talk about many disciplines in the Bible. So they're not laid all out in one scripture, but throughout the word of God, there are so many areas that the word of God, the Bible, God's teaching, God's word, tells us to be disciplined in the area of prayer, Bible study, meditation, fasting, so many areas that we are to be spiritually disciplined. So I started going on this little spiritual discipline journey a few weeks ago for myself. And I can't tell you how it's brought me back to the core of who I am. Now stay with me if you're listening. I don't know if you're right now watching me on my YouTube channel or you're listening to me on my podcast, either one. I want to talk to you right now because we've lost a sense of discipline in our lives, I think, since COVID. Let's just be really honest. COVID brought, we've said it over and over, a demonic spirit over the world over society, over our culture. And with that came, I believe, a lack of discipline. Remember how, you know, we had the stay-at-home orders and we all stayed home and we stayed in our pajamas and we overate and we were dealing with stress and confusion and, and everyone seemed to just be sitting in this place of, of uncertainty. And what happened was we lacked discipline in our lives. We weren't disciplined at home. We weren't exercising. We weren't eating right. Most of us weren't reading our Bibles. We were confused. And I believe that period brought a lot of lack of discipline in our life. So as you know, we got back out and everybody's like, I got to get back to the gym. Or I'm going to get back to my Bible study. I'm going to get back to doing the things I need to do. So listen, both are very important. Stay with me. If you know anything about me as a life coach, I believe in two sides of the coin. So you have your physical side, which is having personal discipline. You need to learn when to say no to food, when to say yes to exercise, when to say no to temptation. That's having discipline in your life. But then there's spiritual disciplines as well. So I've got some great notes. I've taken some time to really write notes because I love to coach you. I love to mentor you and take you deeper. Now, if you've listened to me for very long, you know that I tell you all the time, I can only speak to your mind but Holy Spirit will speak to your heart. 
And I want you to take these things and I want you to sit on them. I want you to think about them. I want you to ask God, what do you want me to do with this information? So over the next six weeks or so, we're going to look at spiritual disciplines in the Bible. I love this quote. It says, it's been said, the path to public success is always paved by private discipline. Isn't that good? The path to public success is always paved by private discipline. How disciplined are you? Listen, we know how disciplined you are just by looking at you, to be honest, by listening to your choice of words, your actions, your decisions, your character. It doesn't take long to be around someone and know if they're disciplined or not. Now, spiritual discipline is kind of an exercise of your spirit. Now, I love to go to the gym. I love to lift weights. To be honest with you, even though I love the gym, there's days I get up, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go today. I really don't want to do this today. Well, do you know spiritually it's the same way? There's times where I go, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to read my Bible. You know, I don't want to pray because that's why they're called discipline. The Latin word for discipline, listen, means, this is so good, instruction or training. So I'm going to be honest. You may go, huh, I'm tapping out now. I don't want to watch this podcast. It's not what I want. Okay. That tells me a lot about where you are if you're tapping out already because I'm going to really be a coach to you. I'm going to be a mentor. I'm going to be an encourager to you. I want to help you to get disciplined. And honestly, it is just, it is the core of who we have to be. The word discipline is derived from the root word to discern or to learn. So I'm going to ask you right now, you get to choose where you're going with your future. You get to choose physically and spiritually. And if you will put some practices in your life, if you will begin to say, I'm going to, I'm going to set my alarm five minutes early every morning. I'm going to crawl out of bed before my husband, my wife, whoever it is by yourself. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to go into another room. I'm going to open my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to commit to this. If you'll begin to make a decision in your life to both physically and spiritually discipline yourself. Look, there are no easy disciplines out there. I've been on every fad diet. I've, I've tried every fitness program. Um, I've tried to fast track my spiritual life. You can't fast track discipline. It's day by day, decision by decision. Having self-discipline helps us overcome laziness and procrastination. So if you know anything about the Bible, I want to talk to you again about spiritual disciplines. And there's so many listed. We're going to talk a lot about these today. We're going to talk about the disciplines of silence and solitude. And I'll get to that in a moment. But I want to set it up with a couple passages. You know, in the Bible, if you know anything about the Apostle Paul, and he wrote a lot of the, the New Testament. In the book of Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 1, 9, the Bible says in verse 24, do you not know that those who run a race all run? Now, if you've ever ran a marathon, a 5K, a 10K, and you're all lined up, you're all going to run the race. But the Bible's so good because it goes on, it says, but only one will receive the prize. And then he goes on in his wisdom with the word of God, and he says, run in such a way that you may obtain the prize. You got to choose when you, when you get in this race, this, this race of spiritual disciplines, physical disciplines, you're going to go to diet. You're going to exercise. You're going to watch your mouth and your words and what you say and where you go. You're going to watch your mind. You're going to get away from pornography. You're going to get away from whatever it is that the enemy is trying to come after you. And you say, you're going to discipline yourself. You got to realize when you get to that starting line, you have to see yourself winning the prize. 
The Bible goes on in Hebrews. I love this actually in um, chapter 12 and in verse one, it says, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which so easily ensnares us. Guys, these are the things that are setting you up. These are the traps of the enemy. You say to yourself, I can never win. I've tried to diet. I've tried to exercise. I've tried to watch my mouth. I've tried to watch my actions. Those are the snares of the enemy. And he's lying to you to tell you can't succeed. And then again, he goes on, he says, let us run the race with endurance, the race that's been set before us. You know, there's benefits to discipline. I want to give you the scientific side of this before we actually get more into scripture. Listen, that's so good. Scientifically, when you choose exercise to, uh, to exercise your willpower and to delay gratification, listen, when you decide to delay gratification and gratifications are that brownie you want, that extra bowl of ice cream. You've had two slices of pizza and you think, I want one more. That's gratification. When you delay that gratification, neuroscientists say it can actually detect a higher level of brain activity in the prefrontal cortex of your brain. When you make healthy choices, listen, when you make healthy choices, this area of the brain is strengthened like a bicep muscle when you lift weights. Do you realize every time you say no to something you want, you are strengthening your resolve. You're strengthening your brain. And listen, I've had to do this. Like when I decide I want that, I want that, one more, one more. You go out to eat with someone, another glass of wine, another cup of coffee, um, another French fry, all of those things. When you say no, listen, that word is discipline. When you say no to the self, to the gratification, you literally are strengthening your brain. So there are many, many different um, spiritual disciplines we can talk about. Richard Foster's mentioned several. If you ever follow him, I love his book on spiritual disciplines. And he talks about many disciplines. Also Dallas Willard, just two names I want to throw out there. Check out both of them because they have great books on spiritual disciplines. Um, But for the sake of today, I just want to go into a few. So today I actually want to talk to you about two that have been very important to me. Now, I'm going to couple these, you guys, to be honest, because there's probably 10, 12, 15 or more we can select from the Bible. And I just think it'd be cool for us to take about six weeks and walk through several of these. So today, stay with me, it's going to be so good. Today, we're going to talk about silence and solitude. We're going to talk about the disciplines of silence and solitude, two things that most of us don't practice. Two disciplines that most of us don't even know the definitions of. So I want to talk to you a little bit about this. Uh, The Greek word, this is so cool. The Greek word for silence and solitude is aremos. Isn't that cool? Aremos. This is actually the story when Jesus went into the wilderness in Matthew 4 and Luke 4. It was an aremos. He was going into the wilderness. The Bible actually tells us that the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness for an aremos, for a time of silence and solitude. And again, I think it's something we don't practice. I am practicing this. And let me say this. Listen, this is so good. You have to practice disciplines their practice. Before long, they may become an art in your life. They may become a habit in your life, good habits. Do you know you can actually have healthy habits and good habits in your life? But most of these disciplines have to be practiced. I'm going to take a little moment and share a little of my story. I love spiritual disciplines and I love, um, there is this mysticism. If you go back to kind of like old school 
um, spiritual disciplines. And when I'm in Europe, a lot of times I love to go through monasteries. I love to study people like Teresa Vila or Madame Guion. I love to study some of these people. And I believe there's something, there's something there. And uh, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not trying to get you into some rote um, ritual to where you're reading something and it becomes, you know, ritualistic. I'm talking about there's something about becoming simply silent and pulling away in solitude. And sometimes when I go through these monasteries, I'll sit alone in one of the little pews, you know, and I'm looking in this great cathedral and I'm thinking about the people who have sat here before me and I'm very quiet and I'm all by myself. And I begin to meditate on who I am. I begin to meditate on my faith. I begin to call on God. That's what I do when I go on prayer walks every single morning. My prayer walks are my time alone with God. I don't invite anyone else to go. This isn't a group activity. This is time for me to go and walk and hear from God. That has become a discipline in my life. I have a routine every morning out the door by myself with God. That's a place of silence and solitude for me. So I want to talk to you a little bit. Silence and solitude refer to the state of being alone without external noise or disturbances. So let's talk a little bit about silence. Silence. Now, there are a couple times I want I want you to think about this. There's external noise and internal noise. So stay with me a minute. The external noise is the things that we hear all the time. It's the radio, it's the TV, it's the colleagues, it's the, the energy and the atmosphere, constantly noise. And we know that we are living in a day of so much noise. But then what happens when you get alone? Then there's the internal noise. Sometimes it's shame or blame or lies or guilt. And I'm telling you, for you to learn to practice the discipline of silence, you have to learn to quiet all the noise externally and internally. So just because you get alone on the couch or you go for a walk or you find your place in your car to be alone with God, you must understand you still have to battle the internal noises that the enemy wants to try to bring. So often what I'll have to do when I always start my prayer walk, you guys, I start off by just praising who he is. I look at the sky, I look at the trees, I sometimes put on worship music, I get myself ready and then I get quiet. And then I allow Holy Spirit to speak to me. He never speaks to me with shame, blame, guilt, condemnation. He speaks to me with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. And when I've silenced my soul and I press into the deep things of God, the intimacy with God, the into me see God. He looks into me to see. That's when I am silent before a sovereign God. That's when I, as a human being made in the image of God, can have community and communion with him. That's the beauty of this beautiful spiritual discipline of silence. You have to practice silence. So let me say to you, and we'll talk about it in a moment when we close, getting alone is not enough. It's, it's taking every thought captive. It's renewing your mind. It's getting into a place. Now, you might only be able to do this for a minute or two before your mind starts to run a thousand directions. That's okay. These are spiritual practices. These are spiritual disciplines. So start with a timer to go five minutes. And say, I'm just going to try to meditate. Maybe you have a scripture in front of you. Maybe you have a prayer. But you're beginning to just enter into the silence 
with God. And then solitude is just being alone with him, getting away. And many of us feel guilty about this until you begin, again, this is good coaching, until you begin to say, this is my offering to you, God. Now, I'm a very busy person. So I can tell you firsthand, I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother, I'm a pastor, I'm a coach, I run companies and businesses, I, I am very busy, but I am never too busy to be alone with God. It's very important. Well, I have to find that time. Listen, it's on me to get up early. It's on me to take a few moments in the middle of my day to get away. It's on me. That's why it's called a discipline. It's on my calendar. It's part of what I do. Now, listen, I, I want you to hear this. I value myself enough. I respect myself enough. I honor myself enough to say I need this window of alone time. Now, this is not alone time for me to go shopping, go get my Starbucks, pat myself on the back and say, I need to do something for me today. Those times might be needed and they're okay. But your alone time with God is your alone time with God. It's solitude. It's sitting again in the presence of God in silence and solitude. It's embracing and embarking upon the very moment. What happens is you begin to value your heartbeats. You begin to value your decisions. You begin to value the fact that you are made in the image of God. I can promise you a thousandfold that if you will begin to embrace the discipline of silence and solitude, you will meet yourself in a way you've never seen yourself before. God will begin to speak to you. He will heal areas you need to be healed. He will give you ideas and dreams and visions. I'm going to share you a quick little story with you. I'm working with a client right now, and we literally came to a dead end. We had all these ideas, and it was like one roadblock after another roadblock after another roadblock, and I was becoming very frustrated. I was ready to throw in the towel, and I went on my prayer walk, and I was like, God, if you want me to be part of this company, if you want me to be part of this project, I need you to intervene. I can't do this on my own. I'm not that good. And I'm praying and I'm walking and I just, God's smiling right now because he's like, yep, that's our story. Literally within moments of that prayer, an idea came to me. A thought came to me. And I began to write it down and he began, he began to embellish it and to develop it and to define it. He began to give me the idea. That's what happens when you have silence in solitude. I didn't have to stress, worry, spend hours at my computer doing research. I spent time alone with God. Do you realize that he will make your path straight? Do you realize when you have silence and solitude and you practice that discipline in your life, he will do more in a moment than you can do in a lifetime. I cannot encourage you enough to begin to practice these two spiritual disciplines in your life. Now, I have so much to share, and I know our time's going to run quickly here. So let me just give you a couple scripture verses. This was right after Jesus was feeding the 5,000 in Mark 6, verses 30. And it says, the apostles gathered to Jesus, and they told him all the things they were doing, and they were so excited, and all they had been teaching. And Jesus said to them, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. For there are many coming and going, and they did not even have time to eat. So they departed to a deserted place in the boat by themselves. Again, the Bible tells us um, in Psalm 4, let me give you this one. This is too, these are so many good ones. I want to give you this one. Uh, stay with me. 
In Psalm 141, the Bible says, set a guard over your mouth, O Lord, and keep watch over your lips. Do you realize you have to set up? You have to set yourself up for a win. God wants you to pull away. You can only pull away. You can only pull away if you decide to do it and you are disciplined. So you have to realize over and over and over, Jesus pulled away. Um, in Luke 6, 12, it says about this time that he went off to a mountain to pray and he spent the whole night in prayer to God. Luke 4, 41, and when the day came, Jesus left, listen, and he went to a secluded place and the crowds were searching for him and they came to him and they tried to keep him from going away. Now, listen, the crowds came and tried to keep him from going away. That's what's going to happen to you. People are going to try to keep you from this silence and solitude. There's verses after verses. So I have so many here. Um, I'll put some of these up in our notes, some of these scriptures so you can look at them. But what I want to do right now in our remaining moment or two together, I want you to realize, and the reason I gave you that scripture uh, right there, I'm going to go back to it real quick in Psalm 141, is where it said, you know, to set a guard over my mouth. I want you to realize you have to watch what you say. You have to watch what you speak. I, I've memorized a scripture and I use it almost every day of my life. Set a watchman, set a guard over my mouth, O oh Lord. Guard the door of my lips. Part of spiritual discipline, part of understanding silence and solitude is getting alone with God and watching your words, watching your destiny, watching what you say. I'm just telling you, that's just for somebody right now. I, d I went back to that for a reason. Somebody needs to hear that right now. Silence and solitude start with a decision. It's a spiritual gift that you have to practice. I'm going to close with a couple coaching points that I think are really, really important. So here's your coaching steps. First, set a weekly schedule for your time alone with God. Now, maybe you're not ready to do this five days a week, but maybe you say Monday mornings for five minutes, I'm going to get up. And I'm going to just say, God, this is your week. I'm going to ask you to begin to teach me how to be quiet. I'm going to ask you, see that quietness was that verse, set a watchman over my mouth, O oh Lord, be quiet. I'm talking to somebody here. Watch your words. Watch what you say. Your words are life or death. How you speak over yourself, how you speak about others. So set right now a schedule for yourself this week i'm going to spend at least five minutes alone with god and number two start slow now don't beat yourself up if you're not ready every day to practice silence and solitude what's going to happen and this is what's happened to me it's kind of like those good exercises and disciplines that you do in your life and you like the results of it see when i go to the gym and i pull away from the table when i should and not eat the extra helping or you know, skip out on the gym or all those things in my life, all of a sudden people say, oh, wow, your arms look really strong today. You going to the gym or, oh, if you lost a couple pounds, you look really good or my complexion or whatever it is about all the things that food and exercise, too much of those things, right? You begin to put these disciplines in your life and people see the results of it. It's the same thing spiritually. When you put spiritual disciplines in your life, people see the results of those. So start slow and be successful. And then the third one, this is really good, guys. Be prepared for distractions and you must be focused. Just like these disciples, they were so about trying to heal and feed and they were so in the moment. And Jesus said, boys, you don't even understand. You're exhausted. You've got to pull away and rest. When I read those verses, you guys, it was just like a conviction to me 
because God said to me, Tammy, you aren't everybody's superhero. It's not your job to save everybody and fix everybody. You're only as good for others as you are the time you spend with me. And if you don't have time with me, you can't be beneficial to others. And that's why silence and solitude are such important spiritual disciplines. So I hope this has been helpful. We're going to jump into some other ones. As I said, prayer and fasting and meditation and journaling and so many great spiritual disciplines over the next few weeks. I think this is going to be helpful to you. Now, will you do me a favor? If you're watching on my YouTube channel, I would love it, first of all, if you'd go down and first of all, subscribe. I'd love to have you as a follower on our YouTube channel. And you can also push that bell for notifications when we upload more of our teachings on our YouTube channel. But if you're listening to us on our podcast, I would also love for you to share this. Um, I love hearing from you guys. It, it means a lot to me when I hear from you and you go, hey, that was really helpful. Thanks for doing that. So if you'd share this with your friends and your family and any of your social media feeds, I'd love to have you share this with others. I appreciate that so much. I pray for you. I do always pray for my listening audience. So if you have any prayer requests, please reach out to me and let me know how I can pray for you. All right, guys, I pray you have a great day till our time. Uh, again, we meet probably in a week or so. Check us out. I look forward to being back with you. Have a great day. God bless.